It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard for a Monday Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast with Dennis and Brady. And uh, a lot to get caught up on. It was only a couple of days, and there's actually only one game Saturday. But it was a great game. Um, yes. Friday night, it, there was another great game in hockey. So only two hockey games to talk about, but they were both great games. <laughs> um, classics, uh, and then there was a lot of basketball on Friday for the boys. So yes, the, the was... ladies won't get talked about till later in the show because their playoffs start tonight. Right, we'll preview that, but no, uh, winding down the end of the regular season for boys basketball, we have Cross Lex and their seniors finishing off, which is just an incredible career. Had a few really nice wins from teams from around the area, some bounce back wins as well, and well, at least one result that I looked at and I went, Oh, wow. Did not see that coming. Yeah. Well, we've had that a couple of times recently. We've had a couple of did not see that coming recently. Um, and we'll talk about that uh, as we uh, get things rolling here. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. 
Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacuorg forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Duraclean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Duraclean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Duraclean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of positions and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right. Welcome back. Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports podcast. Uh, And let's just get it cranked up and uh, going. High school hockey playoffs are underway. Uh, The uh, regionals, which are being stretched out this year, like the hockey playoffs have an extra week to them. We used to do this in two weeks, and we used to have regionals done by Saturday and then have quarterfinals on Tuesday, semifinals, and finals on the weekend. Yeah, it worked out. I am going to give the benefit of the doubt and assume that there was a scheduling conflict or they left room to, to push things together if there was something with COVID and they were just being precautionary because, again, you have to remember – the stuff was being put together, what, probably in October, September, October, back when the threat of COVID was much higher. So I am i don't like it. It's dumb, and it messes up our schedule. But I am going to give them the benefit of the doubt here. All right. I'm going to use the term slight underdog because we talked about this last uh, Friday that Anchor Bay – was a sneaky tough opponent for Mary. From the draw, I said yeah, that, that that was that is that is not a real good game to get um, uh, as as your playoff opener. How do you win in the playoffs, Brady? Goaltending, Lucas Danderand, <laughs> unstinking believable in the third period of that game 
in particular when Marysville was emptying the gas tank and coming. The other way you win in the playoffs, dirty, ugly, stupid-looking goals. Oh, yeah. And that you know where that usually comes from is effort. Yeah. Like, that's when they say create your own luck because – very rarely against a good team are you just going to flick a shot from the blue line on net just to dump it and it goes in. Well, they got their first goal. I, I think Tyler McKinney was screened by his own defenseman, but it was a turnover because Anchor Bay was working hard right around the Marysville blue line, and they forced a dump into the neutral zone that was knocked down by uh, Andrew Kramer. And he just slipped a little pass over to Dylan Steele, come, or Braden Steele, excuse me, coming up the middle of the ice. And he was maybe 10 feet over the blue line and fired a wrister that 99 times out of 100, you see Tyler McKinney snag, no problem. But I think his D guy got into his sight and bang, it's in. And it's like one nothing Anchor Bay. And Anchor Bay is a low-scoring team. They, they play defense first and then they worry about offense later on. Defense will create their offense. They'll, um, they'll take the opportunities that the other team gives them. So for them, against a, a flashy, talented, run-and-gun kind of a team like Marysville, to have a one nothing lead three minutes into the game, huge for them. Huge for them. Aiden Meinsberg tied it up with a power play goal late in the first. There were about three and a half minutes to go in the first when he scored to tie the game. Great effort by him. Actually, the better chance was the first shot because he was right between the circles, just above the hash mark, hammered it. Stupid Danderan <laughs> with a great save, but he kicked the rebound off into the left circle, and Aiden got there before anybody else and just flicked it back at the net before Danderan could get reset, and then it found a hole and got in. So we're one-to-one. -one. Everything's cool. And then a goal that I thought Kramer scored – Centering the, the he, he was down in the, the corner, in the right-wing corner, with 40 seconds to go in the first period and fired one out in front. I thought it hit the Marysville guy and went in. I didn't see a red jersey there. They gave the goal to Steele. All right. So at some point, Steele made contact with the puck between it being shot from the corner and going into the net. Uh, but he got his second goal of the game. And Anchor Bay was up 2-1 to one at the end of the first. And you're like, okay. They got two really strange-looking goals, and they're playing well. Marysville played well and had two kind of goals scored against them. So this is going to be a good game. Right. Um, you, you know, like nobody has a decided advantage, advantage here, and nobody's out of the game or way ahead in the game. Ben LaValle scored a beautiful goal late in the second period, about two and a half minutes to go in the second. Marysville's killing a penalty. He undressed. It was at the far end, so I can't tell you who it was, mm -hmm. and they probably don't want their name said. But he just absolutely undressed a kid at the blue line. Jock strap up in the ceilings, <laughs> stick in the corner, gloves one on the bench, one in the stand. I mean, this kid just got undressed by Ben Lavalley, and then he went in and sniped a shorthanded goal that was just gorgeous. 2-2 two, two after 2. And that feels like a big momentum shift. Yes, you're, you're thinking, not only because not only is it a late goal in a period, but it's a late short-handed goal in a period. So you're like, okay, third period is going to be a lot of fun. Anchor Bay got the momentum back right away. Early icing call, they get a face-off in the Viking zone, 
Aiden French wins it cleanly to Jake Larabelle, and, and this was like the nicest goal that Anchor Bay scored in the whole game. Uh, if they were fishing, they throw three of their goals back. <laughs> but this one they keep. This one goes up on the wall. It's it's the trophy one that, that you go take to the taxidermy. Perfect. He sniped it right up under the crossbar. Beautiful shot. 3-2 Anchor Bay. Still, you've got 16 and a half minutes to go. Oh, yeah. And your Marys. I've seen Marysville score five goals in four minutes. You've seen them score two goals in four seconds. Yeah. Which, by the way, did we ever get confirmation if that was a state record? I, or, I don't know. Because but... if it's a state record, I want it to be in the books. <laughs> don't know. But they did score two goals in four seconds against Romeo this year. So now we get midway into the period. Marysville's coming, and they're attacking, and Dan Durand has got a horseshoe in his back pocket, and he is just stopping everything. He's stopping breakaways. He's stopping shots in the slot. He's stopping pucks and goal mouth scrambles. They're hitting him in the pads. They're hitting him on the toe. They're hitting him in the face. They're hitting him on the shoulders. He's snagging him with his glove. He's knocking him away with his stick. It's just ridiculous. And these are against the top scores. These yeah, are, the, yeah. The, like Marysville, Mar- at this point, Marysville has shortened the bench. And they're going with their guys. And and they are on attack. Um, and Anchor Bay gets one scramble situation down in the Marysville zone. It felt like, you know, I kept waiting for the whistle to blow. It was one of those where at some point he's got to say the puck is covered and play a stop. You By the end of this play, Brady, uh, you had two Marysville defenders in the net, in the net <laughs> behind McKenney. McKenney's down doing snow angels, and all five red jerseys are in the blue. I mean, you had there are, there are twelve guys on the ice. The only, the only guy that wasn't in the goal crease was Danderan. And finally, like I'm waiting for a whistle, waiting for a whistle. I'm like they're banging away at it. They're banging, everybody's had a try at this, and then finally the referee pointed that the puck was in the net. And I said, it's a goal. Um, Good Nathan, luck figuring out who scored Nathan it. Nathan Brada got uh, credit. Uh, but now, with half a period to go, it's 4-2 to two Anchor Bay. And, like, that, the, their two goals were, like, the only two times they were down in Marysville's zone the whole third period. Mm-hmm. Like, the Vikings were really just pouring it on. And they went right back on the attack. And they were pouring it on and pouring it on. They finally got a late power play. Uh, and again, wild scramble in front of the net. They they had at least two chances, like point blank chances, before finally Braden Turner did score. He found the puck in the crease. Like Dandran made a save, but it, it was off to the side of him, and Turner got to it before anybody realized the puck was loose, and he banged it in. So they had uh, a minute and thirty six left, down a goal, mm-hmm. pull the goalie. But at that point, they never really got a great chance. Had a few shots, but nothing super dangerous down the stretch. But it, it was just a, a great hockey game. Great effort by Anchor Bay. Marysville left it all out there. Like, they didn't hold anything back, especially in the third period. Um, this was two teams that are pretty evenly matched. They're different teams, but they're evenly matched. Right. Like, Marysville is, is flashier. They're a skating team. You know, there's a lot of flow to their game. Anchor Bay is more the, the mucky, 
in your face, but you know, Mary still's got some guys that like to play in your face mm-hmm. too. Um, but it was a really good game, and, and again, the difference was Lucas Dandoran. In in the third period, um, he decided no longer to be mortal, and for a period, he decided to stand on Mount Olympus <laughs> and be a god, and uh, and that got Anchor Bay uh, through. Um, and, and that's a tough way for Marysville's season it is. to end because I know the expectations were really – people were really excited in Marysville about this hockey team, and they should have been. It's a good hockey well, team. Guess what? Most of them are coming back. Yes, and part of the, the – I guess a part of the excitement was Northern wasn't in their district, and that had kind of been their boogeyman uh, for a long time. Like, they'd have good teams – but Northern would always clip them. And it's like, all right, they're in Division One now. Feel like it's their district to take, and you, you ran into a hot goalie. Now, Anchor Bay is going to play Romeo. Romeo disappointed me. They, what? They played before oh, Anchor yeah, Bay Oh, yeah, that's right. And they played Stony Creek. And Stony Creek is not good. They're no. not good. And Stony Creek was 38 seconds away from winning the game. Like, Romeo just did not play well. Um, they're down. They should have lost, right? Yeah, they're, they're down 2-1. to one. They had to pull the goalie, get the extra attack around the ice, um, and a goal mouth scramble. The kid banged one in with 38 seconds left to get it to overtime. And then I will give them credit. The overtime started, and they, they said, like, we're not – we're not waiting around. We're not going to give Stony Creek a chance. Right. And they kept the puck in Stony Creek zone for two minutes and scored a goal. Um, but just the just the like I, I looked at that and I'm like, okay, Romeo will beat Stony Creek seven to two. And then you'll have it's Mary's the Lanker Bay versus Romeo, but yeah. you almost had almost had the upset. Yeah, that that would have been been I think an embarrassing loss for Romeo. But they have a chance to recover. Romeo Anchor Bay that should be a really good game. They're going to play tonight, eight o'clock at Suburban Ice Arena, and the winner of that game will play Saturday at two thirty in the quarterfinal, also at Suburban, and that will be against the winner of Birmingham Groves and Brother Rice. And I, I looked it up. Uh, earlier this morning, Brother Rice actually has a losing record this year. Right. Or they play a schedule from hell like everybody in the MIHL. But they're 12, 13, and 1, so you think they're human, but no. Nah, they're not human. Um, and Groves has won 20 games this year, so that actually will be a really good game. But whoever comes out of that bracket is obviously going to be the favorite against Romeo or Anchor Bay. But if Anchor Bay wins tonight, we're not doing that game tonight. We're going to do girls' basketball playoffs yep. instead, we'll get to which that. will be an Anchor Bay game, by the way. Um, <laughs> but if they win tonight, we will do Saturday's quarterfinal game. Okay? All right. So sorry about that, Tars hockey fans, but that's the way it's going to work out. Uh, Northern will play Lance Cruz Unified, who made short work at Dakota. Six to one, and on what I'll say about uh, Unified, Cade Ringstad and uh, DJ Gooley are the real thing, and they got a couple other guys who ain't bad too. Their weakness might be the kid in goal. Mm-hmm. If Northern can get pucks at this guy, he'll give up rebounds. If they can crash the net, maybe they they can do. But you don't want to get into 
a high-scoring no. game with these guys. They, they've got to be careful when Ringstad and, and Gooley are on the ice, which is 50% of the time. Um, they're not, I believe they're not equi- shy about double-shifting those guys. In the past, you've equated it to last year's similar style to O'Flanagan and, the, the, and they're, they're Yeah, they're, they're O'Flanagan and Barless, and you have to figure out a way to, to kind of slow them down um, and, and keep this one uh, low-scoring. Uh, I think Logan Sheffer will be really important in this game, and I think the Huskies playing – that gritty, in-your-face style that they've been playing lately. Mm-hmm. Like, they've been playing playoff hockey now for a while, plus the fact that they're used to playing big, fast teams from their MIHL schedule. I think they'll be prepared. I think this is going to be a really good hockey game. Well, they've scored a little more of late, and you saw that Saturday. You saw a hat trick. Yeah, the their win over Eisenhower – Number one, this is a fun game. So uh, no scoring in the first period, real even game. And then with eight seconds left, Matt Monahan jammed in a loose puck in front of the net, and the uh, Huskies were up one to nothing. Stayed that way till 11.31 of the second, and then a little bad luck. Uh, the Huskies actually basically threw the puck into their own net. Um, and that tied the game at uh, one. something about Northern scoring themselves <laughs> this season. It happens. Uh, and the goal got credited to, I love this, Gianluca Varelli. You you love your your Italian names. Gianluca. Anyways. Um, then Matt Monahan scored early in the uh, third to make it two to one. Uh, another basically, you know, going to the net and getting a loose puck and, and getting it home. Um, but uh, Eisenhower responded, 5.46 into the third. They got the game-tying goal, a little redirect off to the side of the net. Um, that was a nice play. And it was 2-2, two to two and it really looked like and had the feel that this is going to overtime. And then uh, uh, Jack Bringard, who didn't play in the Utica game and returned to the lineup and had four assists in this game and was a big difference, he set up Monahan down low for another kind of ugly jam it into the net goal. And that was Monaghan's hat trick goal, and it came with 3.33 to go in the third. Uh, and then the Huskies got an empty netter from Kyron Bruno uh, with 18 seconds to go to, to seal the deal. And Bruno has been outstanding for them in the two playoff games. Like, he's really, like, from the beginning of the season to the end of the season, he is one of the most improved players um, in the area, not just on Northern, but in the area. Like from where he was at the start of the year to where he is now, he's a different hockey player, and he's dangerous right Heck now. of a time for it to be playing dividends, or yeah. paying dividends, I should say. So, and, and and like I say, you know, they got a great goalie. They got a big, strong defense, uh, and guys are playing well. Johnston's playing well. Robbins is playing well. You know who's playing really well right now? Easton Plater's playing really well. I think Clink uh, has played really well. The, they've, they're good back there. The question has been, are they big enough and fast enough up front? And, again, you've seen a lot of improvement. Um, they, they made Aura forward, and that gives them a different dynamic because there's a big dude that likes to crunch people mm-hmm. who's got some skills too. Um, and, like, Simpson is on top of his game. The Monahans are on top of their game yeah, right now. Yeah, I mean, a hat trick will 
the you know the, the northern northern is got some guys going good and and I love giving shout outs to Becca Larson. She made a great play in the game against Utica. She doesn't play scared and they use her. She was out in a 2-2 hockey game killing penalties. Well, the, the one of the reasons why you like to do is cuz she plays a way that you like to reward. It's that gritty style like I guess a comparison from a different sport is the way you see the Ellis's play in basketball and football. Like they just with reckless abandon will do what they need to do. I just like, yeah, I just like that she's she's out there and uh, usually against somebody who's bigger and she doesn't play scared. No. Oh, I need to go into the corner. Well, if that's where the puck is and that's where I need to be, that's where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And if this guy's going to hit me, I'm going to hit him back. Right. Like I just, I like that. And I think that she's an inspiration to her team too because I think the guys see that and they go like, you know, damn. So it's a spark plug. Yeah. So uh, I just uh, – I like the way Northern's going right now. Uh, this is an interesting matchup, and we'll, we'll see if Lance Cruz North's flashy guys are better than Northern's gritty guys and gals. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah. So and that's coming up Wednesday, and we will have that game Wednesday at 8 from Suburban Ice Arena, which kind of messes up our playoff coverage for the girls that night, but it's – hey – it's a regional championship. We didn't make the schedule, and, yeah, right. it's a regional championship. All right, well, let's – before we get into boys' basketball and then the districts, let's take a break, and we can wrap um, Friday's results and the district draws for the boys. That all happened over the weekend. Um, so there are some interesting matchups, and some teams have some tough roads. Some teams, Cardinal Mooney, have a cakewalk <laughs> through the district, and I will say that right now, and, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it when we come back. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 Two five zero seventy five twenty. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings so you can feel more confident about your financial future. 
Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N car C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magna International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water Area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast, and lots of boys basketball played on Friday night. Lots of interesting scores, too. Yeah. Uh, do you want to start with the game I was at? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. We'll start in the, normally I start in the Mac, but we'll start in the BWAC um, because Brady was at uh, a, a game and uh, he's still gyrating about it because he gets to read his Crosslex stats now. Well, I mean, <laughs> Crosslex took on Armada and Armada gave him a fight. They they had it tied in the third quarter last time they played, but. This was one of those games where Croslex was locked in and there wasn't much Armada could do. 
It didn't help. They didn't shoot well. It was it was a somewhat close game in the first quarter. I think Armada hit a shot to make it 11-8. to eight. And Croslex got the last bucket. And then cutscene 37 to 16 at halftime. It was Croslex doing what they do. It was 57 28 going into the fourth quarter. 68 37 was the final. And Dennis, it was it was what you expect from Croslex over the last three seasons. Uh, there wasn't one huge score. Jake Townsend had 15, Sage Slanick had 14, and Dennis Landon Butler had 10, including two threes. He went out there and he was letting it rip. He hit his first, I think, four shots of his four makes. He made them all in a row. Everything was going his way. He had 10, uh, Kretsch had six McDonald had six Kalakovic had five Edwards had six Kirk Wilson had four it was an all-around team effort and they were making sure that Armado wasn't spoiling their senior night and so uh, a couple of guys went their whole careers without losing in the gym nobody on this team has ever lost in that gym and now for Townsend Edwards Wilson Slanick uh they all go their entire time without losing at Croslex. And for Townsend and Slanik, they go 28-0 and at home over their three-year career, who including are, postseasons. Who are we talking? Was it Gallagher that, that said uh, Townsend has like th- – It was in all, uh, in all the sports yeah, that no, he that's plays. I, yeah. He's lost three times to he a is, BWAC opponent. He has, well, BWAC games. Yeah. He has lost three BWAC conference games. In his time on varsity, which is just a stupid stat. Because he granted, plays every sport. Granted, now, asterisk, he didn't play his sophomore baseball season, and his football season was still shortened, but still. He's lost to North Branch in, in football, football, Almont and Richmond in baseball, and we did the two baseball games. Ah, that That's the weird part about it. Yes. is Because the, the odds in that, the odds in not seeing him, like, you know. Right win every time when you've got a record like that. So this is a class that I think in the moment, like we're talking about, like think about in five, ten years, the way people will talk about this class that has come through Croslex. Because, Dennis, it wasn't that long ago that Croslex basketball was middle of the BWAC, that Croslex football was 500, maybe they make the playoffs, it, it was it, like it when I was in high school and mid, early mid 2010s, Croslex basketball wasn't a threat. They had just opened that gym and eh, whatever. Um, that was the break game for us when we would play. Their football team was all right. I mean, there was coming off of uh, oh, who it was the end of the quarterback streak. The um, oh, they had some good ones too. The one that who was the quarterback when they played Swan Valley. Guitar? Guitar. I mean, he after he good. left, it was it was all right. But to think about in such a short time, too, because I think this is Lance Campbell's fifth season, um, to go from being middle of the pack to now, unbelievable. And to do this after losing your all-time leading scorer and what would have been your second all-time leading scorer in Tyler Johnson – 
Soper was the rebound all-time leader, and I think blocks as well to do that. And you're, you're assuming a natural regression. And I think I said before the season, I expected them 18 and two. Like they, I thought they would drop a couple games. Like I thought the BWAC would be tough enough. You go on the road, you just don't have it one night. The other team does. You get clipped. And while they're 18 and 0 now, they have clinched a third straight outright BWAC title. And I don't see what's stopping them from going 20 and 0, which they have actually never done. They have never gone coast-to-coast undefeated because last year with the forfeit, that took that away. Yeah. And the year before that, they lost one to Flint Southwestern. Like All, all the numbers are like awesome and incredible, but you, you just kind of touched on something that what impresses me about Croslex is some nights they don't have it, and they still find a way to win. And sometimes on nights that they don't have it, they win big. Yes. <laughs> like because they don't they need... figure it out. Yes, because they have so many different weapons. Like Trey Kolakovich and Donovan McDonald, five and six points. Those are guys that I've seen go for twenty. I've seen them explode. Um but like Landon Butler steps up, hits a three, crowds going nuts. Sage Slanick, he is the most steady guy on that team. I mean, he exploded for what, thirty five against Almont earlier in the season. It's it's been ridiculous um, what they've been able to do. And to do it after, again, losing what they lost. We've seen the regression at other, like, who are the other two teams we were talking about them last year? Marysville, who lost everybody, and they basically yeah. had to start over. And Armada, that lost a good amount. They've regressed a bit as well. Croslex has just kept the train rolling. All right, um, we had uh, Yale beat North Branch, 53-47. And Yale's uh, back to 500 with that win. Imlay City, Elmont, actually, I was surprised that this was a low-scoring game, but defense, 37-36, Imlay City ekes out a one-point win over the uh, the Raiders. I'd have bet money that you'd need to score 50 points in that game to win. Oh, yeah, but um, hey, like you say, sometimes you just have to figure it out. Yep. Uh, Richmond beats Algonac 54-28 to Daquan Haskins and Carl Stevens with 13 each, and Trey Graham chipped in 12 for the Blue Devils in uh, that win. Northern beats Warren Woods Towers 61-60, and no, Tyler Jamison didn't score 40 points. He scored 14, but wasn't their leading scorer. Wasn't their second second leading scorer. Uh, Malachi Mitchell with 19 and Luke Maher with 17 in the win. Uh, And then Tyler with 14. He did have like 10 rebounds and eight assists. Yeah, so so he he almost had a a triple-double. Which is still, again, might be a career game for some people. And we're just like, oh, no, didn't roll out of bed. Like Northern's 14 and 5. They've had a really good season. But they kind of needed a win. They did. They had been struggling a bit as of um, as of late. It felt like after they won the Mac Blue title, that there was that, a little bit of a hangover. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. They had that hangover. They played Gross Point South. They played well for a half, but Gross Point South's a good team. They took it to them, and then Cousino really put it on them. They bounced back with a close win over Lance Cruz, but. You wanted to get feeling good again before you ha- had to go to districts. Back-to-back wins, and again, 
we beat it into the ground. You need those other guys to step up. And if Mitchell and Maher can put up 19 and 17 against teams in the district. They got a chance. They have a, a real chance. Like, you're going to need at least one of those guys to get to double digits, whether it's Mitchell, DeLong, Maher, someone to get up in the double figures to be – because when we get into the district draws, Northern probably got the shortest stick of them all. Yeah, uh, they'll have a tough tough go at it. Um, the the other uh, – oh, Cousineau, when you mentioned them, after beating Northern and beating St. Clair – they lost by one point to South Lake in the championship game. Yeah. <laughs> so Cusino got hot down the stretch. And they I, I don't look at those losses as bad losses well, for Northern or St. Clair. Cusino were good and those, think about the, during the, that the, the pack Cusino would have taken. Let's say they hit one more shot and win. They would have beaten the undefeated Blue Champs, the team that tied for the gold, and the other team that tied for the yeah. gold. Hello. Yeah. Like, where did that come from, and why didn't you play like that all season? That's why it's why single elimination tournaments are scary. Um, the other port here on high school, they got a nice win over Centerline, a team that did pretty well in the bronze, yeah. and they did so convincingly. 52-38, Nate Oriole 14, Connor Rosenau 12, and again, Aaron Smith with 10. He uh, has been Aaron playing Smith's better this past barrage, week. 27 points in his last two games. Like, uh, like seriously. And it's not a slight because Aaron gets rebounds um, and, and, you know, but did he have 27 points this year before he scored 27? Like, like he's like he, probably scored yeah. as much the past week as he had all season. Yeah, and it's nice to see because he'd get in foul trouble. And you're right, he was more of a yeah. rebounder, but that's been big. And it's the reason why Port Aaron's won two straight. If he keeps giving them that, they're an interesting team. They are. How about this for interesting? The Marysville Vikings are playing some of their best basketball. 69-47 over Mac White foe Warren Mott. That Where, where's the scoring coming from? I can uh, you get 70 something against Hazel Park and and now you get 69 in a win over Warren Mott. This is a team that has been offensively challenged all year long, and now down the stretch here, they're starting to score. We want to know where they got it from. Same spots. Cole Bowman, 23. Tyler Simpson, 21. Talk about a big man starting to get it going. Uh, Those are big numbers to put up for, for Marysville. And, yeah, if they had a bad first half against Clawson, but they held Clawson to six points in the second half. And if they don't, I don't know, sleepwalk through the first, their winner's a three straight. They play Anchor Bay tomorrow. Dennis, the Tars are 0-18. Now, I, would I be surprised if, no, if Anchor Bay beat them? No, because you know they have some talent on that team. But Marysville wins that. They've won three of four. Heading into districts, they would have one more game against Northern. But they're going to be feeling good about themselves. And Marysville, out of all the teams that maybe don't have winning records, it's probably the one I'd want to play the least. Well, that, you know, like uh, the, the Marysville-Anchor Bay matchup, like Simpson Gyra might cancel each other out if they're both scoring 20 points. And then if Bowman is scoring, Marysville's going to win. Yeah, but look, just look at the uh, – the defensive numbers 
Marysville has put up. Well, they play hard. They played hard all season long. Right. Even when teams were whipping them, they were playing hard. Right, and they were holding them. But the last few games, 47-41, they did give up uh, 62 to Hazel Park, but when they scored 75, and even in their loss to Sterling Heights, they only gave up 44 points. They're not a awful defensive team, especially down the stretch. They've started to figure it out a little more. And again, the reason why they're scary, they really don't have much to lose, and they will shoot the three with a reckless abandon. Yeah. Speaking of uh, only getting 44 points, it was all St. Clair needed to beat New Haven 44-41. Eli Lore had 18 points in that one for the uh, Saints. Um, and uh, all reports there was that was a dogfight and a really nice win for St. Clair. It, that's a, and that avenges a loss from earlier in the year. Another Mac White uh, opponent that one of our local teams knocked off. St. Clair likes to play these low-scoring games, Dennis. And when we talk about the district draws, they've been playing similar teams to, to say, a Richmond that they can muddy it up enough um, and score when they need to. And that's a bounce-back win after giving up a bajillion to Cousineau that you go, okay, that's had more to do with Cousineau being high. Yeah, that's like that's an anomaly do, yes. because Cousineau was just – Like sometimes – It was stupid, the shots Especially, that they were I mean, not so much in high school, but when you have long seasons in basketball, I mean, look at college, look at NBA, the NBA. Sometimes you just tip your hat and go, that team wasn't losing tonight. And no, we didn't play well, but they are—they were a really solid team. So what has happened since the Cousineau losses for both Northern and St. Clair, yeah, I think it's fair to say it had more to do with Warren Cousineau than anyone else. Yeah, Marine City beats Sterling Heights 68-58. to uh, 58. Uh, That's a high-scoring game. It uh, is. Too. Uh, and uh, Stevenson over Anchor Bay 58-34. The Tires have two more chances to try and win a game. Uh, before the postseason uh, begins. Up in the thumb, it was Brown City 61, KPAC 35. Memphis holds off Sandusky 44-36. to um, Deckerville continues to have a good season, and we'll talk about their district because uh, the, they got a bad draw. Uh, <laughs> they'll play Dryden 60. Uh, they beat Dryden 66-59. Peck over Caseville, 49-23, to 23, uh, and Akron Fairgrove uh, is a basket better than Carsonville Port Sandlack, 50-48, and that is all the boys' basketball scores from Friday. The, the, the boys' playoffs are a week away, so I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, Brady, but no. the draws did come out uh, yesterday, um, and, and real quick we can kind of uh, look at – the, the ones that uh, that kind of stand out. Yeah, let's start in Division One. Um, Port here on High and Port here on Northern, they're going to have a tough road. Five-team district, the I guess the pre-district game, Port here on and Lance Cruz North. That's a tough one for the Big Reds. Lance Cruz North is a good team. The winner of that plays Port here on Northern, and then the other semifinal is Dakota and Anchor Bay. Which Dakota's going to win. Dakota's going to win that game. Uh, Northern's going to have a tough path if they want to. They're most likely going to have to beat Lons Cruz North at Lons Cruz North, which is the smallest big gym I've ever been in, which is going to be tough to play with a full crowd. And then if they pull that off, if they get through that battle, their reward is going to be Dakota. 
uh, a team that has uh, beaten Port Huron teams out of the playoffs for 100 years in a row. Uh, and it even, is something. And even everybody says uh, Dakota's not as strong as they've been in the past. They're still Dakota, uh, and and they're playing two miles down the road from their home uh, while Northern's coming up the expressway to, to, to get to the game. Um, Northern actually right now, today, has the best record of anybody going into this uh, tournament, but I would still say that Dakota's the favorite and that because it's at Lance Cruz North, you have to give them the edge And as they've well. already beat them up pretty well the first time at Lance Cruz North, but that's why they were playing them, Catholic Central, Troy Athens, Ferndale, teams like that. So hopefully you're ready for it now. Um, all right, Division Two. Let's start with the district St. Clair is hosting. Uh, it was a really tight race for the two seed between St. Clair and Armada, but St. Clair got the win over New Haven, and their common opponents ended up getting enough wins to keep them in the two seed, so Richmond and St. Clair get the buys. Richmond will play the winner of Marine City Marysville, which I'm glad we get this game once this season because... Again, I would love to have that one, a home-and-home home with that yeah. every single year. Marine City is very hot or cold. They're they're similar to Yale in the BWAC. They can beat anyone on any given night. They can lose to anyone on any given night. And just talked about why Marysville, they're heating up a little bit down the stretch, why they could be a pesky team to play. And then uh, Armada gets Algonac in the other one, and St. Clair plays the winner of that. Probably Armada. Be a big upset if Algonac yes. won. So, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I think Richmond has a easier path, I'd say, because I'd rather play either Marine City or Marysville than Armada because Armada, I think, is starting to get healthy for the um, final stretch. One interesting note, Armada plays Richmond this Thursday, and they could have to turn them around and play them again in a district final in a week. Yeah. That's got to be weird because, like, yes, you want to beat them and upset them, but you also don't want to, I don't know, jump the gun and get the uh, upset when. Well, I, at this point, like, they've already played them each other once this year. They play each other twice every year. You really – you can't hide anything no. from anybody at this point. Yeah, so the question is, is do you want to, like – where does it put you psychologically? Because you sure don't want to go there and get destroyed, like no. not put in a good effort and, and get ripped and go, you know, Richmond can go, ah, oh, we just beat you by 30. But you um, also don't want to show any wrinkles you're going to throw in. No, but, but I mean, you want to play hard and you want to win that game. Yes, Because you if you're Armenian, you say, we just beat you at your place. Now we're playing you on a neutral gym. We can beat you again. Yes. Um, and the other Division Two district – in MLA City, MLA City and Croslex get the top two seeds. Croslex plays the winner of Otisville, Lakeville, and Yale, so it'll be Yale, Croslex, and MLA City is playing the winner of Almont and North Branch. Oh, probably uh, Almont. Look, Croslex hasn't lost to anybody in this uh, this district, um, and the team that they haven't played, Otisville, Lakeville, isn't going to beat them because they're 0-20. Yes. <laughs> so... This is cross Lexus to uh, lose. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, 
All right, you wanted to highlight uh, the Deckerville one. Is there any yeah, other that, ones that, that really caught your eye? No, I mean, like, Mooney is going to come yeah, on. Yeah, real quick. Go through Mooney's district just so people realize that when we say okay, at, Mooney's at, already won the district. At, at Parkway I mean. Christian, the, the uh, what do you want to call it, the play-in game, the pre-district yeah. game? Math and science is 1-14. Austin Catholic is 2-12. and 12. They play each other. The winner of that game will play New Haven Merritt. Merritt is 11-8, and eight, but remember Go look at who Merritt. they play. Go look at Merritt's yeah. schedule. And like, then uh, Mooney uh, is playing Parkway Christian, who's 1-16. So Mooney's so, going to play Merritt in the finals, and even though the records are similar, who Mooney plays during the season is, and who Merritt plays during this? It's it's not even here, it's not even night and day. Here are some teams that New Haven Merritt has lost to: Memphis forty nine to sixteen, Peck fifty three forty nine, and what I think they blew a eighteen point fourth quarter lead in that one. Yeah, Deckerville sixty one thirty four. Basically, all their wins have come in the league. Gross Point Liggett, who I don't think made the Catholic League tournament. Or if they did, they lost in the first round. They might have lost to Foley. 62-31 um, in their last game they played. So, yeah, Merritt may be 11-8 and eight and Mooney's 11-7. and seven. Mooney is the far and away heavy favorite. So, uh, at Deckerville, and Deckerville's had a great season this year, but uh, there are three teams that can win this district. Deckerville is one of them, and they're going to have to play the other two teams that could win this district. They they actually have to play in the first round game uh, against a rival in CPS. CPS has only won five games, but again, Deckerville CPS is a rivalry, and and you have to play this game. Deckerville's probably going to win, but but, th- but then you go from that to you draw North Huron who's got the same record that you have that you, you just like tied for league title w- w- with these guys and another big rivalry game. And let's say you survive that one. So now you survive CPS, you survive North Huron, and now you're going to have to play Ubley, who's probably got to be the favorite, uh, I think, GTC East schedule, slightly tougher than an NCTL schedule at this point. Yes, and it's not going to be easy. If Deckerville wins it, they have run the gamut. And the only thing, yeah, the only thing Ubley has to do to get to the final is beat a 1-12 in Caseville team. And they're going to beat a 1-12 in Caseville yes. team. So um, it, it's, it's, uh, it was a tough draw there for Deckerville, but, I mean, I, I guess if you were looking for something easy, if Caseville would have gotten CPS – and if Ubley and North Huron had to play each other and Deckerville had to buy, maybe, but it didn't work out that way um, for them. Uh, and actually, North Huron got the buy, so I'm assuming with that system that you understand that I don't, it added up that yeah. they were the best team. Yeah, it. Yeah, we're, we're not going to get into that in too much <laughs> detail. Uh, the only other, I'm trying to think of the other districts, looking at them. Brown City and Marlette are probably the two favorites in D3 in their district. I like Brown City in that one. I know Marlette plays them hard, but Brown City's, I think, the only team with a winning record in that group. Yeah, so um, I think that's about it for the interesting draws. Now, those happen next week. This week we have girls' districts that start tonight. And, yeah, we'll, let's, let's, we'll really – 
get into the meat and potatoes of that um, in a minute. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, <laughs> slip, <laughs> squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows. With low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes, they can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Oh. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. 
Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports podcast. And now it's time to uh, talk about the uh, ladies, the girls' basketball high school playoffs get uh, going uh, tonight. These are the uh, games that are tonight. Anchor Bay against Port Huron, Elginac against Richmond, Elmont against Armada, Croslex against Otisville Lakeville, uh, Brown City against Cape Pack, Marlette against Millington, Carsonville Port Sandlack will play Caseville tonight, and Ubley takes on Owen Gage. Those are the girls' openers. It'll really get busy on Wednesday when we get into the district uh, semifinal games. Right. Um, so, at least our plan of attack right now is tonight you are going to be at Lons Cruz North, correct? That's the plan. And he will have Anchor Bay Port Aaron High at 7 p.m. I believe that game's at Lons Cruz North. We'll yes. double check that. I know my Algonac Richmond game is at Marysville, and that's where I'll be. I am following that district all the way through. Now, unfortunately, because hockey and districts are clashing, Dennis won't be at a girls' basketball district on Wednesday. You will be doing Northern Hockey, correct? Yeah, we're going to do the Northern Hockey game because it's a regional final. The The bad part about this is that uh, both PH and Northern girls should be playing on Wednesday night. Right. So, and we wish we could be there. Yes. If one of Northern or PH makes it through Wednesday – and is playing in a final. Will be there. Dennis Friday. will re-enter that district. If not, you'll make a turn out west and go to MLA City for that district final. Correct. Should be. Yeah. Okay. So that's what our plan is for this. Uh, these districts. Um, let's talk about them. Which you want to start with the D one district? Well, yeah. We'll, we'll go. Lance Cruz North is is the host team uh, tonight. Uh, the Big Reds take on uh, Anchor Bay. Um, last year, this would have been a marquee matchup kind of a, a game. Uh, this year, Anchor Bay is is down. They still have Peyton Lee, which uh, makes them dangerous, but they've only won four games this year. And and the Big Reds, I know. They've been they're, playing better late. Well, and I know they're 13-7, and seven, but again, look at that schedule. They have played a tough schedule. This is a battle-ready basketball team, um, and, and, you know, I think they're going to win tonight, and they have a 50-50 chance to beat Dakota on Wednesday, and that's who they would draw. And and they split with Dakota this year. This is, this is now the neutral site game. They lost at Dakota. They won at PH, and this is the neutral site game. And they have as much of a chance to beat Dakota as Dakota has to beat the Bears. We'll say Anchor Bay has won three of their last five. And when they've lost, their losses have been a lot closer. So this is a better team 
than what Port Huron High played at the beginning of the year when they won 45-29. And you know how the Big Reds play. They, they don't go out and run teams. They're going to play mucky, dirty, mean basketball. Uh, they like a good street brawl. Hmm. And and that's what they'll they'll do. And, and like I don't get caught up if if the big reds only win the game forty two to forty or thirty two to more likely yeah. thirty two to twenty eight or something like yeah. that. I'm not going to go. Oh, they should have won by more. They won the way the big reds win, and they did a good job shutting down Peyton Lee last time. Yeah. So the winner of that takes on Dakota Port Huron Northern. They play Lance Cruz North. That's going to be a tough one for a young Husky team. Yeah. Hey, look, this is just the reality of the situation. Lance Cruz North is 19-1, and one, uh, and they have a missed basketball candidate. Yes. Okay. Northern is very young. Um, I know Jersey McGregor has played out of her mind the last four games, but she would have to do something like 25-25. <laughs> for them to have a serious chance to win this basketball game. Yeah, it's it's going to be a tough one. Last year, they gave, they gave Lons Cruz North hell last year. I, I, they really played them tough. They did, and they still lost like 42 to 29. Right. But but they did. For for like three quarters, they, they gave it their all. But again, that was a team last year – that had not just Jersey, but you had Shagney and Keys, mm-hmm. and Shagney and Keys both played really well in that game. Yes. So, um, when, and then the winners would obviously play in the district final on Friday. Let's talk about our D2 St. Clair, Marysville, Marine City, Algonac, Richmond district. Tonight, the pre-district, Algonac, Richmond, which are playing at Marysville, which I like when all the district games are at yeah, one that's site. That's the way it should be. It is very nice. Um, they play at 7 p.m. Winner of that on Wednesday takes on Marine City, and then we get a third St. Clair-Marysville game. Marysville, for the most part, has handled St. Clair seven out of the eight quarters they've played against each other. It would take a big flip for... St. Clair to be able to pull off the upset the third time. I actually wanted to see them play Marine City in a semifinal because they had been so close twice. They're, they're going to have to beat um, Marysville to do it, and Marine City is going to be the favorite against either Algonac or Richmond. I want to point out, too, like uh, a couple of weeks ago, we would have been like, Algonac is going to beat Richmond, but Richmond just beat Algonac last week, so that kind of throws a, a wrinkle into uh, into that one, but um, yeah, I uh, again, Marine City should get to the finals here. Marysville is going to be the favorite against St. Clair, but I'm interested to see what adjustments St. Clair can make um, and, and how what what can they do to make this a better game. You know, because you've got Marysville and Marine City are similar style teams. Um, and, and, and yet St. Clair plays Marine City so tough, and they've had such a hard time with Mary's. I don't know if it's mental or what it is, but, yeah, it's there's not that much difference between the two. Uh, but Marysville, the way they've just been running through teams, because, again, remember, they lost two games. I think they lost two or three 
early in the season that made us go, maybe we overhyped them a little bit. They weren't playing great. Um, they lost 39-36 to Lakeview and 33-30 to Port Huron. Hindsight has looked very favorably on those teams. And, and they avenged the Lakeview loss, yes, right? Yeah. They beat Lakeview last time. They just absolutely destroyed Chandler Park. Um, yeah, that was ridiculous. 63-17. Marine City down the stretch. Um, they they beat by 19. They're, they're playing really good basketball. They Their only close game in the last month has been the Lakeview game. Yeah. And, and Mary's all – I'll say it. You 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 got uh, a couple of really good teams in St. Clair and Marine City. Marysville's the team you beat here, and those two teams haven't done it yet. So that's why I can say Marysville's the team to beat here. Yes, um, I think it, it, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I think I get to see two more rivalry games, which is great for districts. But yeah, Marysville, you you can't really give a reason to not pick them besides a gut feeling at this point. Well, I mean, they come into this district, for what it's worth, they come into this district 4-0 against the two teams that have the best chance to beat them. Yes. Uh, speaking of a team that you can't not pick to win the district, MLA City, they uh, they are basically playing a BWAC district. Cross-Lex and Otisville-Lakeville play tonight. Winner of that goes on to play MLA City, but I do it's the BWAC teams, and MLA City has stomped their way through the BWAC. Actually, yeah, Almont Armada plays tonight the, as well. The, the same thing I said about Croslex. MLA City has beaten everybody in this district twice this year, uh, except Otisville-Lakeville, and Otisville-Lakeville isn't going to beat them. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Which, by the way, um, MLA City is a team that has been as close to replicating what the Croslex boys have done the they only have one home loss in their last three seasons, and that was to Lake Fenton in the nineteen twenty season. Yeah, and, and Lake Fenton has like Supergirl, the Bionic Woman, uh, and yeah, so a couple of Amazons. So as much as we talk about what cr the Crosslex boys have done, MLA City at least at home has done similar things. Now they played some really tough teams on the road and lost there, but in their own gym. They have been very, very solid. So it's been over two years since MLA City's lost in their home facility, and that's where these districts will be taking place. You know, and, and Armada and Yale um, have had good seasons and are good basketball teams, but they seem to be a distant uh, second best. Uh, plus, it, it's set up uh, where Yale gets the, um, the Croslex, Otisville, Lakeville, winner and then Emily City's going to get the Elmont Armada winner. I think you flipped that. Cross-Lex Otisville Lakeville plays Emily City. Mm -mm. That's what you have listed on here. No. No, you're looking at game times not Emily City plays the game 1 winner. The game 1 is Elmont Armada. Oh. Well then. I don't know that's the way it was shown on the the uh, MHSAA website. Well, either way, I don't know why the bottom of the bracket were the early games and the top of the bracket were the late games, but that's the way it was showing on well, that Well, that's bracket. a confusing way to do that. Don't look at me. I am looking at you. I just I filled it out by time, but in terms of when you get to the other part, 
flip-flop the games. Okay? Well, why did they have it's to, all right why, there in fine print. Why did they have to do it that yeah, way? I even put it in the big type so that you could read it. So uh, you'll be all right. Anyway. Let's go to Memphis. Um, the Clintondale landmark game uh, is not going to happen. Clintondale advances on a forfeit. So it'll be Clintondale against New Haven when this district actually gets started on a Wednesday, uh, followed by Mount Clemens and Memphis. Um, and I really don't know a ton of... Uh, about these uh, teams, New Haven and Mount Clemens have the best records, um, and so I will assume they're the two best teams. New Haven's actually in in the MAC this year, uh, blowing some teams out. Yeah, they're in the bronze though, and the bronze can get rough near the bottom. Mount Clemens is uh, an independent. I don't even know who they're playing. Yeah, they. It just depends. That's yeah, but. Um, that's Mount Clemens's district to lose. They, uh, I can't. I, I oh, I'm blanking on the girl's name. I want to say the last name's Williams, and she is putting up. I think she scored sixty points this year in a game. Yeah. So they are they are playing some uh, some good some good teams. Speaking of uh, a team uh, that uh, you think it would be their district to lose. It's Sandusky, but we talked about this with Mike Gallagher. With Kingston there, this is not a gimme district. No, it is not. Although I think Brown City, K-Pac, and Marlette and Millington are playing tonight for the rights to lose to Sandusky and Kingston. Um, I hope that doesn't upset anybody, <laughs> but I'm just looking at a 20-0 and team and a 16-4 and team whose four losses right. are to superpowers. But, hey, it get getting a district win is always – Good for the program. Yes. And get a chance, Adam. You get a crack. It's better than having to sit in the stands and watch. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Parkway, Christian, is a, a very small tournament. There are only two games. Hmm. Mooney will play Merritt on Wednesday, and then the winner will play Parkway on Friday for the for the title. How about that? You get to buy into the championship uh, right on your home court. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you could figure out a way to have at least four teams in a district. You'd think, um, but again, I, I don't. I don't. We even, all saw a team get a buy even, to a regional semifinal in softball last uh, year. I, I don't even pretend to know what's going on there, and I think that was COVID. Like a lot of teams dropped out. I, and I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to understand it. All right, at uh, Mayville, uh, Genesee Christian plays Mayville on Wednesday. Dryden plays Peck on Wednesday, and the winners will meet on Friday in the uh, championship. That looks like Genesee Christian is head and shoulders above everybody else there. Uh, CPS plays Caseville tonight. Um, CPS is 14-4. and four. They've, uh, The ladies have had a very good season this year. The other game tonight is Owen Gage against uh, Ubley. Uh, Deckerville awaits the CPS winner. So you get basically, I think, the two best teams – uh, in the uh, the district, play each other in the semifinal. That's always fun. Uh, which North Huron has got to like because they're they're sitting there. They'll get an easier semifinal game, I guess. Um, and then you'll get the final on uh, Friday. The final there should be good. You should have two good teams in the final. Oh, of course. So, uh, and that's the way it should always be. Um, it doesn't always work out that way. So. At least there, when you get to Friday, when the smoke clears and you get to Friday, um, you should have two good teams playing. But I think um, a really good game is going to happen, actually, on Wednesday. 
Sounds like a plan. Anything else? That's all that I had. All right. Well, we are locked and loaded with uh, basketball districts. Glad they're here. Um, do you want to go over uh, Tuesday? We actually have a – there's actually a decent slate of boys' games. Marysville at Anchor Bay, Marine City at Cardinal Mooney, New Haven at Port Huron, Brown City at Peck, Cross-Lex at Yale, North Branch at Richmond, and Sterling Heights at St. Clair. And I'm going to go to Marine City and Cardinal Mooney. Yes. I haven't seen Mooney. I've seen him one time this year, uh, and I know it's not a, a huge rivalry, even though the schools are like two minutes apart from each other. Yeah. But it, this just is like a fun game, and I want to go see it. Yes. Yes, so. it should be. So, anything else before we wrap up? That's it. All right. You you get the last word this time. Okay. Goodbye. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is stuck on sports.